0: Hey everyone, it's Sam here. First off, I wanna say thank you so much for clicking on this episode. It sure means a lot. For the next 31 weeks or so, we're gonna be embarking on a journey through the Bible. For this little trip of ours, we'll be using a version of the Bible called The Story. Basically, it's the NIV, but without chapter and verse numbers. It also summarizes larger sections into a couple of paragraphs, just to make it a bit more manageable. It's not meant to be a Bible substitute. It's more of an interpretive companion that helps us get a better grasp on the whole narrative of Scripture. That is, the story of God and God's mission to reconcile all things back to God's self. If that sounds cool, give us a follow and tune in for a new chapter weekly. This first chapter is going to introduce us to the Judeo-Christian creation story. As we go along today, let's be mindful that it isn't and never was supposed to be a scientific document. The Bible doesn't open up like a textbook, but as a poem. As with many poems, its meaning is pliable, provocative, and enchanting. We'll see the rise and fall of God's creation and when it lived in perfect harmony with its creator, and when it rebelled. So without further delay, here's chapter one, creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth The first day and God said let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water so God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it and it was so God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation. Seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed, according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights. The greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness and God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day and God said let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in their image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, God created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface to the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into its nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat it, you will certainly die. The Lord said to him, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. God had created a beautiful world and filled it with glorious diverse creatures. Of all his creation, he singled out two humans to build a relationship with. Adam and Eve. These two people were blessed to share their paradise with each other and God so, why would they want anything else? But now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, in between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, "I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you." To Adam he said, "You listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the trees about which I commanded you." So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man, Later she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel in his offering, but on Cain in his offering he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do well with it, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door that desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out into the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. The tragic accounts of the mistakes and poor choices of Adam and Eve and their first born son, Cain, are echoed in the later stories of hardship and tragedy for their children and their children's children. As people began to populate the globe, Leaving the area of Eden and traveling as far as feet and beasts could carry them, humanity's legacy of hate, anger, murder, and deception play out as people continue to neglect their relationship with God. Eventually, nearly everyone just plain forgets their creator and the whole point of being alive. For most people, life becomes one big party with no thought of consequences except for one. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on all the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was sad that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Such this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both of them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The Ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening 1 cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the Ark and make lower, middle and upper decks. I am going to bring flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark. You and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals, of birds and of all creatures that move along the ground, male and female, came to Noah and entered the ark, so as God had commanded Noah. And after the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kind, Every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, and every bird according to its kind, everything with wings, pairs of all creatures that have the breath of life in them came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing, as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut them in. For forty days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth the waters rose and increased greatly on the earth and the ark floated on the surface of the water they rose greatly on the earth and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered the waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than fifteen cubits every living thing that moved on land perished birds livestock wild animals all the creatures that swarm over the earth and all mankind everything on dry land that had the breath of life in its nostrils died every living thing on the face of the earth had wiped out people and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth only noah was left and those with him in the ark The waters flooded the earth for a hundred and fifty days. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days the water had gone down, and on the seventeenth day of the seventh month the ark came to a rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month, and on the first day of the tenth month the tops of the mountains became visible. By the first day of the first month of Noah's six hundred and first year the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the twenty-seventh day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, "'Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground.' So they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out, together with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. All the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on land, came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord And taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans. Even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth, and on all the birds in the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground, and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you, and with your descendants after you, And with every living creature that was with you. The birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals. All those that came out of the ark with you. Every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you. every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. The earth recovered from the great flood, animal and plant life flourished. Noah's family repopulated the earth. The cycle of life continued, and people remembered God. Ancient businesses grew, homesteads and farms developed, and trade routes brought wealth and opportunity for travel. It was time for God's next move. Abram had all the wrong qualifications for being a founder of God's nation. His relatives worshipped other gods in a country far from what would become the promised land. Abram and his wife, Sarai, were way beyond childbearing years, and Sarai couldn't get pregnant. No children meant no nation, no problem. God promised the impossible to Abram, and Abram watched as the impossible occurred. Tune in next time to find out how.